Coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk to a connoisseur of cigars and guns, discuss Keith's first three-gun competition, and shoot the shit about perfect pairings. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table, my co-host, Big Keith is in the house. Keith, how are we doing tonight? Doing really well. I'm excited. I brought a couple toys to share with you. Oh, I like when toys get brought to the studio. Well, I feel like we've talked about it a fair amount on the show, but I've done kind of a terrible job at talking about the process, probably because it just annoyed the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> um, but my hunting rifle is finally done. Woohoo! Yeah, thirty odd six, right? Uh, thirty odd six. Um, Bagara. Bagara bar- uh, barrel action. Nice. And uh, diamond trigger, uh, vortex U scope, and I put a Lapole uh, rail on the top. Okay. And uh, I had a little bit of a problem with the extractor, but here, here it is. And oh, and the um, I added the Wyatt's um, removable magazine t- uh, t- to the to the Bo- stock box as well. magazine. Box right, magazine. Yep. yep, yep. And it's not the stock isn't anything special. It's just a somebody's used Remington seven hundred stock. But I just kind of massaged the barrel in there and um, bore sighted. So we're gonna we're gonna test fire tomorrow. Nice. And, uh, can I give Can I give my thoughts on it? Sure. Yeah. Please. So I love it's uh, obviously this is audio only, but I, I can kind of describe it and do it justice. Uh, it's got a beautiful stainless barrel with a uh, fluted yeah. bolt, right? Yeah, the fluted bolt is really cool. Really, really cool. I like that a lot. And uh, it's got a, a uh, flat face trigger and uh it's really very adjustable it's too light right now it's I very think. light right now for a hunting rifle yeah 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 so i gotta definitely i gotta definitely make a couple adjustments on that yeah but it'll it, it what's nice about that is you can you know ramp it up for hunting and then bring it back bring down it, for competition yeah, or absolutely. for for long range so that's why i got it i don't i mean it's it's definitely my it's going to be my hunting rifle but i wanted the ability to put a cooler scope on yeah. it and be able to shoot some long range. Yeah, stuff. man, so make, make, be, make it more, you know, multifunctional. I like that a lot. It's going to be good. But I did want to bring up um, our buddy Matt Browning from uh, Extant Labs because I was going to use some of the lube, but I wasn't sure which, you know, Matt, so our, our lube guy. They have different They have different types. Right? But for that, I, he'd be the better person to ask. We should reach out to him. But I think the Alpha Sauce, which is their, like, competition, they're really okay. high-grade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, but like that whole bolt really needs to have a, like just greased up. Well, right? you know, like, I, I like it, but I can feel it's a little tight. And I don't know if that's going to loosen up with, with that and I also just working it probably. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. So, all right, that's good. And then the other piece of toy uh, that I brought was, uh, or I, I had mentioned, I think that one of my grandfather's hunting rifles has made it way back to my house. Very nice. And uh, it was missing, not missing. It just was like not mine yeah <laughs> for a while you're but. slowly getting them back right like you're you're getting yeah gotten... they're working their way back but this was my uh grandfather's hunting rifle it's a remington uh model 760 it's a 35 remington very cool is the caliber it's got some miles on it it's got some miles on it which <laughs> i like you know you know me but i mean it's his leather strap that's still on it and that's cool. uh you know I definitely am going to have to use it at some point, but it's that's cool. It's a pump action rifle, which I don't really feel like I see very often. Not often, but I think they exist. I think they still even exist. I, I yeah, I just yeah. never really see them. Yeah, no, they're yeah. not common. I don't think so. Anyway, but it's pretty cool. I thought I'd share very it with cool. you. 
So I have a I have a little adventure going on this weekend. Oh, where are you going? I am uh, doing a quick little jaunt out to Nashville. Oh, a jaunt? Are you driving? Uh, we're flying. Okay, well, yeah. that's, so you're is that not a jaunt? I thought a jaunt was like a quick getaway. I don't know. I feel uh, like I feel like a jaunt is in a car. Okay, and a and a, and a flight is in a plane. <laughs> you might know better than me. I, don't I have know. no idea. I, I just don't know. Pulling that out of my butt. <laughs> So, uh, listen, we have been, I want to get into the show, but yeah. we have been asking for support from our listeners and I've really, uh, I've had people reach out to me on DMs and, you know, a couple other really cool things that I have, you know, seen happening, but, uh, obviously we're always looking for more support. So Keith, what are some ways that we can get some support here? Well, my favorite way, the one that is created in a very embarrassing drop, but, uh, join the mailing list at thegunexperiment.com. And uh, or subscribe and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and we honestly we haven't heard from the reviews in a while. We really like them; it helps us get ranked higher. And you know, I I especially enjoy the names. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, and as anyone who listens to the show knows, I'm not a Facebook or Instagram or, or a social media guy, but Mike takes care of all that. And there are a lot of people in this world that think I'm crazy for not doing it. So hopefully, you're one of those people, and you should go, you know, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our sponsor for this episode is none other than Spartan Armor Systems. I think we've said it enough on the show, but I'll say it one more time. We were very impressed when we tested their their product out. Uh, we definitely think it will save your life. We shot it, so we know. If you're in the market for armor and you want free shipping and you want it at a really affordable price and quality stuff, this is the place. Exactly. And don't forget to get 15% off with our discount code, GUNEXPERIMENT15. All right, so let's get into this show. Our guest tonight is an FFL who hosts various podcasts and specializes in creating content catering to cigar smoking, God fearing, gun loving people. Please welcome Adrian Barunda to the show. Adrian, how we doing? Dude, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Definitely appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the love. Oh man, thanks for being on the show, and thanks for the love. Yeah. Um. So, uh, did I get the name right, Barunda? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's Mexican, but yeah, I mean, Borunda would be the appropriate way to say it, but I'm totally used to, to Borunda, so yeah. I would not have sounded that cool saying it properly. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I can't even roll my R's and I'm Mexican, so I don't know how that happens. I, I'm, a, I'm a gringo from New York. It wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> Adrian, my wife asked me to try to roll my th- tongue all the time, and I can't do it, and we've been together a really long time, but she still asked me to do it and laughs when she asked me to do it, and that's I, I can't do it because she's laughing at me. I'll give it a shot, but... Barunda. No. no. no? That, that's way better than I would have ever said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian, tell tell us about your first memory or interactions with, you know, with firearms. Where where did where did you first get inter- inter- introduced to them? Yeah, definitely. I was I was very young. Um I was probably maybe 12 or 13 <clears throat> and I had cousins and I grew up in El Paso, Texas, where at the time was we had a lot of desert. There's still a lot of desert out there, but the desert was mostly open uh, for people to essentially just go out there and and hunt. So we would do a lot of hunting out there. We uh, definitely do dove during the season. Rabbits were plentiful out there. Um, that was the majority of the, of the hunting that we did. And that, that was my first uh, glimpse into um, gun ownership, gun usage. Now, let me take it back a little bit. My, my dad, he's a retired uh, police detective. So I kind of grew up around guns. Um, you know, even at a younger age, uh, my dad, he would take me to the range and we would shoot, you know, his gun at the time he would carry. And this was in the 70s. 
um, he would carry a little 38 snub nose mm. and that until they switched the department switched to, to Glocks. And that was his first, uh, but for many years he was carrying a little 38 snub nose. Did they, uh, was, did, did they offer to allow him to buy that when they moved to the Glocks or did he have to turn it back? Um, he, he kept it and yeah, he, 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 yeah, he definitely kept it. And then the, the Glock he still has as well. Oh, cool. So tell me a little bit more. I'm actually, uh, I've gotten back into hunting recently and I've actually seen some success. I, I feel really proud. I'm checking off boxes uh, every season at this well, point. You, you got a, you got a deer. Yeah, I got so. a deer with a, with a bow for the first time this yeah. year. So what is uh, hunting like in tech? I mean, I know it's, it is infamous for the, you know, the big deer out there uh, where you grew up. Was there deer hunting? Um, not necessarily in, in El Paso. Because of the desert, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So the, let me use the word you all mentioned earlier. I took a quick jaunt to New Mexico. <laughs> and uh, so Rio de Janeiro, New Mexico. That's a jaunt. Was, you could get, you could like walk to New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there is where we did the deer hunting. Um, I've never done it, but they have bear hunting as well. They have elk out there. And so in New Mexico is, is definitely a great place. Now, after uh, about 20 years being in El Paso, we moved to San Antonio. And then so now I had then hacks access to uh, the hill country, all of central Texas and all the deer and hogs that are, they're so plentiful out there. So um, that's where the big deer came in. Um, there are some properties that had um, exotics. Oh, cool. But of course, you have to pay money for that and, and do all the. The, the fancy stuff, but most of the uh, the ranches that I went to were either family owned or friends of friends where we would just go and, you know, and, and hog hunting is, is year round. I mean, they're so yeah. prevalent out here. That, they run I mean, wild. They run wild, right? They're yeah. rampant. Yeah. That, yeah. that's like, that's a, have you done that? That's a fun hunt. Mike, Mike, you did it recently. I did one in Florida, but to be honest, like my dad and I did it. It was something we wanted to do together. And I, I you, really you get it out of a truck. It was it was really like shooting fish in a barrel. They like corner them mm-hmm. with dogs, and then you just shoot yeah. one. It really wasn't very sporting, in my opinion. But is it, that the same with, you, with where you're from, Adrian? Um, I've never used dogs, but I mean, you could you could do one of two things. You could you could you could hunt them by just kind of um, you know following them around, looking for um, sites and and like where they're. Um, sleeping and things like that. Right. Or you could lay out some corn and kind of just sit at a feeder and, um, you wait for them to, to come by either. Yeah. This was a guided tour. So like they're trying to get you in and out of there. Like the reality of it is the quicker they get you out of there, the quicker they can put someone else in the truck, you know? So that's, that's kind of how it is. But so I want to quote a line that I was reading from, uh, it was actually shooting illustrated.com, which I believe is associated with the NRA, which (laughs) we just had a whole conversation about the NRA, but we won't go into that right now. Listen listen to the last episode. Yeah. Listen to the last episode. (laughs) Um, so this is the quote. It's undeniable that many gun owners also enjoy a fine cigar, but what many firearm enthusiasts might not realize is that the opposite is also very true. So clearly you aren't the only one who sees this connection, but why do you feel that this is the case? Why do you feel that cigar smokers tend to gravitate towards uh, the gun ownership world? And, and obviously you've made a whole, uh, you know, a whole thing out of this, right? A whole like subculture yep. for yourself of this. So why is that? What is, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, no, and I have the exact answer for that. And <laughs> the just like in the gun culture, the cigar is I refer to it as an equalizer. And what I mean by that is you could be sitting at a lounge, you could be 
sitting at maybe an outdoor restaurant that allows cigar smoking, right? And you get uh, a group of people together enjoying one common denominator that starts conversation automatically. Like, Hey, what are you smoking? And, Oh, do you enjoy that cigar? If you've tried that one, you should try this one. And what I've learned is that in the gun community, that's the exact same thing. So you walk into a gun store and you're looking at the, at the guns, you know, whatever that are either on the wall or behind the counter and stuff. And, and one guy says, Hey, let me check out that, that H and K. And, Oh, I love the H and K. It's a great gun. Have you tried the VP nine? You know, and again, it's it's the great equalizer because you have that in common. Now, take that a bit further, the same group of people, whether you're in a cigar lounge or at the gun range, you could be talking to someone that is a CEO of the company. You could be talking to someone who's a blue collar worker that, um, you know, is a mechanic or something. And th- that's the great thing about it. Here you have a different uh, group of, of, of people all in different phases of life, age, uh, tax brackets, but you're there to enjoy the same common thing. It's a very interesting concept. You know, I mean, I, I do find that Keith and I have talked about it many times that, you know, we bring someone who's slightly interested in shooting out to the range and, you know, we have our methods of how to sort of get them acclimated to it and what we do. But ultimately a lot of the times what we notice is like, they start to sort of see like, huh, this is kind of cool, you know? And I think it's a, it's an interesting what you do is interesting. It's almost as if they let their guard down enough to have an open discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. find the same with like alcohol and in particular like whiskey? I know whiskey and stuff like that is big with the, the scar community. Do you find that as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, that's that's a common um, denominator amongst, you know, cigar smokers, whether it be bourbon. Now the big thing is tequila Uh and before, you know, it was craft beer, but yeah, definitely it goes along. It's funny in that article, another little thing that I read at the very bottom of it was, uh, there's a reason why they put an agency called alcohol, tobacco, and firearms together. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, Yeah. that kind of, kind of makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Um, it it was just kind of weird how cigars and guns kind of manifested. It was a, a thing of my buddies and I in San Antonio, we were all cigar smokers. We were all gun enthusiasts. Uh, one of them, or a few of them, had ranches, but we would go and either have a range day at the ranch and, of course, you know, do hunting or whatever. But we were all smoking cigars, shooting guns. I decided to take some pictures, and then I said, you know what? Cigars and Guns has a nice ring to it. Sure does. Um, let me let me start an Instagram page. And that's, that's where it started. It just kind of snowballed from there. And not that I have like this, the hugest following in the world, but uh, for what it is, it's, it's pretty darn good. I think. No, we, we agree. When, when Mike and I were talking about this episode and what you, you know, you guys are all about, uh, I started, I had a thought that I was sharing with him that we, we said we would, we would talk to you about. And it was, you know, have you ever done, or could you recommend how to try to bring like a gun show to a local cigar bar? And what I mean by gun show, I mean just like everybody kind of, you know, bring a safe firearm uh, to your local cigar bar, hang out, try out cigars, talk cigar, you know, kind of get something movement going in your area. Kind of like a car swap of sorts. Yeah, Is that like, your sort of your thought? Yeah, like a like a car swap, someplace where people can just relate to talk about their guns and 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 have a cigar while they're doing it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I would say that almost that pretty much happens since every weekend that times <laughs> that 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 I go to here in in Frisco, Texas, uh, industrial cigar company, but yeah, it's, it's like, you know, for 
the majority of the people that I know that go there, I mean, I know who the gun people are. And I just love meeting new people who either see my logo, if I'm wearing a cap or one of my shirts or something, they'll say cigars and guns. And either they know who it is or they'll, they're intrigued, like, hey, tell me more about it. So is, it, again, is the cigar shop in on it? Like, do they welcome you coming in and setting up like oh, guns yeah. or passing? Yeah, they're. they're okay. oh, oh, yeah, definitely. So bef- uh, in 2019, the uh, NRA show or, you know, whatever is was held here in Dallas and uh, Brownells, I'm sure you're familiar with those guys. Sure. Um, they had uh, essentially we, you know, we partnered with Brownells, an industrial cigar company, and we probably had about 600 people from the NRA that that showed up to Brownells. And we're talking like all the, the, the big time YouTubers, name them, uh, they were there. And it was just a great time and uh, drinks were flowing, cigars was being smoked and gun talk all night. Now, when you say like what you're talking about, I think like what Keith is getting at here is I think he wants to have something like uh, maybe a local gun shop or, you know, whatever the case may be, but where there's guns on display, again, all safety checks, all, you know, obviously a protocols in place, but something where people can kind of check out other things that they haven't seen. And, you know, I could, I could look at someone's, uh, browning shotgun and and they can look at my you know sigs and someone else can look at the cold python that i just redid is that what's happening are there guns to look at and to kind of talk about or you're just kind of like just talking about guns we probably wouldn't want just like random people bringing them their farms even though most people are, are safe about it yeah but I we, we, we do yeah, have I it too. Uh, vendors we do have vendors that go out there so i've had um f1 firearms which i'm, I'm a dealer with um, we've had the guys from far, uh, F1 come out on and display their their rifles, and we also had Cabot there. If you know who those guys are, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of I, I agree with everything you just said in terms of like I wouldn't want just a random person bringing. That sounds like a yeah. But if we partnered with if we partnered with like a, a gun shop like sure. Frank or or yeah. Smoke Wagon yeah. and had them come in and prior to everyone coming in and we make like a little like a night out of it or something, right. and they could check all new or used, you know totally uh, sure you know clear firearms and they could buy them if they wanted to right or whatever the case may be well and, at least and, make a connection with the yeah. shop the shop can make sure. can, you know, i think you'd probably have to want to conduct it at your shop but you can make that connection there so it benefits the shop uh i just don't know you know like in our case the cigar bar i know you're thinking of is i don't know if they'd be welcome to welcome yeah i have no idea either but it's I, interesting it was an, it was just something i thought about when, when we were going to talk to adrian and i you know i mean you're doing it adrian right you know yeah yeah. Do you do like uh, like shoots where you get people together? Like some of your like some of the people that you do the cigar stuff. Do you guys do shoots as well? Yeah, we definitely do. We do some private events for uh, some of the private members there at the cigar lounge, and then uh, I recently started um, having a biannually uh, or biannual uh, range day that'll be in April and November, um, where it's it's an open range day. I have vendors out there, both on the cigar side and the and the gun side, and yeah, we shoot guns and uh, it's an outdoor private range. Uh, law enforcement guys are there as the SROs, and it's yeah, it's a fun time. How do you, how do you invite people into that group? Um, it's mostly word of mouth, and then um, I have some email campaigns that I go out, and then you know do some marketing stuff on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, one area that I've discussed a lot 
and it's something that I feel is very important for the growth of the Second Amendment, is to normalize gun culture into the mainstream. But basically, you know, make gun ownership cool. You know, make it not so stigmatized. And um, have you found that your brand has helped to introduce new gun owners to the Second Amendment? And do you feel that you're uh, helping to normalize it? But you are in Texas, so maybe it's already normalized there. Yeah, I mean, so locally, I think that's already kind of a thing. But I mean, it's funny that you mentioned, yes, I'm in Texas. But when you look at my following and then when I do, uh, like when I look at the uh, information about my followers and where they're from. Uh, California is my biggest, has my biggest following. Okay. New York is second in line. Not surprised by that actually. Yeah. And then Texas. Our show very similar. I was looking at numbers the other day and like California, like as of the last few months is like the number one downloaded, you know, where downloads are coming from California, Texas, New York, very similar to what you're saying. Also like um, Illinois, you know, which I attribute to, you know, obviously some of that could be Chicago. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting because I feel like speaking as a New Yorker, speaking from behind enemy lines, um, and I don't mean I don't mean to speak for people from California and <clears throat> Illinois and places like that, you know, Maryland, uh, Massachusetts. But I feel like because we're so marginalized, because we're sort of we, we're constantly fighting this battle that if you are someone who's interested in guns from these areas, you're just looking for you're looking for a safe haven. You're looking for someone who will accept you because so few mm. people may accept you in the area you live. So you provide an outlet, right? Like you're providing a place for them yeah. to go and look at things they can't, we can't have suppressors here. So if yeah. you're showing me pictures of suppressors or you're doing a YouTube channel that talks about them, you're giving me a place to go and you learn. You want what you can't have. Yeah, it's always, grass is always <laughs> greener, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, and I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't answer your question. That's but okay. I think- my page definitely helps normalize the the gun culture because it's, it's being paired with something else that, that, you know, people who like smoke cigars, you know, and then they're being paired. And then when the whole like ATF movement came in where, you know, cause I'll tell you the first time someone sent me a picture of uh, a cigar a gun with a bottle of whatever, I was like, I don't know if I should post this. I'm going to get some fucking people that are going to drop off or they're going to, lose their shit because, you know, there's, uh, you know, you don't introduce alcohol when you have weapons, you know, I was like, you know what, F it, let me put it out there. And it kind of grew pretty big. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the majority of the pictures that are coming through, but I try to kind of, you know, pace them and not uh, put them all up at the same time. But it's, and of course, you know, it's the typically, and they're pictures, there's still pictures, you know, no one's holding the gun. It's not a video of someone chugging something out of a bottle and then shooting, I would never post anything like that. No, I never would condone anything like that. But right. again, they're just, you know, pictures. And I think, yeah, that, that works really well. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head because what you're trying to do is you're trying to create commonality. You, you said it before, like you said, like, you know, uh, if you're out smoking a cigar and someone else is smoking a cigar, like there's commonality, common you're, ground, you're, yeah. you're, there's common ground there. Right. And then, you know, maybe you really like this person. Right? Maybe they really like you. You're having a good conversation. And then you bring up, hey, do you happen to shoot by chance? Well, they already know you're, you're a good guy. They already know that you have something in common. So maybe they're not really opposed to guns. It's it's the same thing I said before when, when you were talking about bringing new shooters out. They let their guard down enough to have a good conversation. Right. And, you know, like, you know, it's funny. Let, let me bring this into the fold. So one of my hobbies, Adrian, is uh, I do a little bit of jujitsu. Um, oh, I thought you were okay. going to say something else. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Want to know what you were thinking? Uh, anyway, and uh, I've noticed that the jujitsu community is—it's like anytime I'm there, if I if I bring up something about gun, like oh yeah, like I I shoot, or oh I I wanted to get a gun, or you know oh that's cool, like what do you sh- you know where do you shoot? I, I'd like to go shooting sometime. Like it's and it's weird, and I've brought it up to people, and no one can really figure out why that is. But there's mm-hmm. just something about like certain people are attracted to similar like similar things. I would say, yeah. Keith, you could maybe re- give some someone who's into like exotic cars. I feel like yeah. they might be into guns. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's there's probably some some commonality there. But I think really what you're ending up talking about is for the most part, and and I'm going to generalize a little bit, but for the most part, you know, the you're fifty fifty. You like guns or you don't. You know, it's pretty close to divide it down the middle. And I think that goes with cigars. I think that goes with alcohol. I think that goes with cars. I think that goes with sports. You know, like for the most mm-hmm. part, we're a pretty divided American. That's, that's <laughs> you know? and 50 50, right? It's right. very. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm generalizing, and it's probably sure. some things are 60 40, blah, 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 but it's within close to each other. And I think that's why you're feeling like some of these these topics are, do start a common ground conversation. Yeah. And right. I mean, Beth Alcazar, we talked about this with her when talking about on Turkey day, um, you know, you want to find common ground and yes. this is exactly what Adrian's doing. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, and, and I also think that the, we're looking at sort of like these fringe subcultures too. They're all sort of fringe subcultures to some extent. They're not mainstream. Right? Cigars might be a little more. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. You also happen to be an FFL. You're a master dealer with F1 Firearms. What's the story behind you getting your FFL? Like, what made that happen? Was there a, a business plan? Was it? W- There's yeah. always a business plan. It's to sell firearms. That's right? true. I mean, yes. That is what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the weirdest thing is, and I shouldn't say it's weird, but when people would meet me, you know, put a face to the name, it's like, hey, I have a question about this firearm. And of course, you know, I would try to help in any way. And then they would ask, hey, can you help me get it? And I'm like, no, oh, you know what? I don't sell guns, but I know someone who does. <laughs> you know, let me let me connect you with that. But you said, I was, you I was said that a hundred so times and you were like, maybe I should be that someone. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was giving out those referrals. I was like, you know what? This this makes total sense. Let me just get my FFL and 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 go from there. I mean, I have the the following. I have enough, you know, the people that, you know, I could, you know, share the the, the business with and things like that. So it, it's worked out pretty well. That's interesting. And you're, you're a uh, F1 master dealer. So first off, I don't, I, I know what a dealer is, but like a master dealer, does that mean, are you exclude like have exclusive rights in your area? Like, what is that? Um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I, I live in a pretty rural part of, of Texas, North Texas. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I'm probably like an hours away from, from Dallas there's some other FF, uh, FFLs that have F1s. Um, if you're familiar with Shields, yeah, uh, online dealers. gun dealers. I mean, they 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 do stuff online. Yeah. I I was are they wholesalers? Or they, they? I don't know. I mean, I was looking for. I, they came up a couple times when I was looking for 209 primers. Okay, and uh, that's how I learned about them. But they're all over the country, right? Right, Adrian? I think yeah. I feel like yeah, they're country. They are. Yeah, if you're like familiar with um, like what are those other like um, Gander Mountain or like. You know, like yeah. uh, like Cabela's or something like that, yeah. but there you go. Exactly. Not, not not as recognizable. But they're an outdoors sports sporting goods place. You know, speaking of F one, they, they look ridiculous. They are so like slick. I mean, yeah. like their paint jobs are slick. They have all like the the skeletonized magwell is like ridiculous. I, like I have to say, the skeletonized like grip does look uncomfortable, Adrian. I see the ones with like the paracord wrapped around them, but are are they uncomfortable? 
No. So the, the most of the ones that I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll have them custom made and have them all put with a paracord. Um, but even some of the ones that, that I've sold without it there, I mean, it's not super uncomfortable. It's, it's ergonomically, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point, like if you're not seeing one in person, especially the ones that are anodized, I mean, they're just like smooth to the touch. They're like beautiful guns. The one I have up right now is like a, it's like a Tiffany blue with this crazy like pink, pink yeah. swirling. I'm like, that gun just screams, I'm here to party. I'll tell you one thing. Those skeletized uh, metal uh, pistol grips in the winter up here in New York. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> summer only. That's a summer only gun. <laughs> but they're, they're nice looking for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to, uh, I think y'all mentioned something about like sports cars and, you know, things that, uh, people have in common as well. That that's one thing that kind of got me into, uh, going with the F1 because what I've noticed in at industrial cigar company, we have a, uh, a, a monthly car show. It's we'll get like maybe 150, 200 cars, everything ranging from hypercars to supercars to classics to you name it. And a lot of these guys that come up with the, or, you know, drive in with their Lambos, you know, their crazy Mercedes Ferraris. Sounds like my kind of scene. Yeah. So they get out of the car and then they're wearing clothes that match their, their, their color of the car, <laughs> you know, their cap shoes or something. And then, you know, their, their brand or whatever, if they have an Instagram page or whatever, you see that color basically all over the place. So I'm like, huh, if I can get these guys to, because obviously these guys don't care about money, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no. Three or four grand for, for a rifle that matches the color of their car. They're I in. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, they're in. That's that's a little market niche that, that I have going that's on. That's cool. You uh, you recently started a Lead and Leaf podcast not uh, not long ago. Um, how's that been going? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going great. Um, Vulcan Machine Works, uh, Jeremy, he's a, he's a great friend of mine. And, um, I was doing a podcast that I still do. We do Saturday at the shop with industrial. And, uh, I was talking to him. I said, you know what, you know, I, I do a lot of cigar focused type, either podcast or shows and things like that. I said, I want to get into, to guns and more of a, you know, podcast sp- specific to guns. So I talked to Jeremy and I said, Hey, are you interested in doing this? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. So that's cool. cool. Yeah. I, I've watched a couple episodes of that even before I had, uh, that's actually kind of how I. I found you. I uh, love his shop. I mean, his shop is really <laughs> cool, man. I'm like, I'm always, yeah. I'm always, I'm into like cool spaces. We, we like to talk about what, a, what our dream shops would look like. Yeah. So. so I like every time I watch that, that, uh, that YouTube podcast, I'm like, man, that shop is sick. <laughs> I want, I want a shop like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's got a good thing going there. And, and um, what does he do? He does some with guns, right? It, yeah. So uh, he'll do optic cuts uh, on slides. Mostly oh. that's like his bread and butter. Okay. Um, and then he, he does like, he's the, the guy to, for doing optic cuts, uh, and, um, just kind of pimping out, uh, staccatos. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. funny. Cause, um, I, I'm, I say this all the time. I'm very into the process. I've had, had little passion projects in my life that I have a process I go through when I come up with the name of things so like the gun experiment. There was a process that created that. And I was like, lead and leaf is fucking cool as shit. I was like, that, that's a really cool name for that show yeah. you know yeah we're pretty proud of that yeah so on top of that you also happen to run in this little tiny instagram page with a whole bunch of followers <laughs> <laughs> how many followers are you up to now uh 
51,000 on Instagram. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah just no. 51,000. <laughs> that's incredible. It really is. So uh, some of those you repost, but people send in pictures of their cigar and gun pairings. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you grow that in so large? And, and how did you convince people to start sending you those pics? Because I feel like that's not something people tend to do a lot of. Yeah, <clears throat> that kind of just that's part of the snowball effect that I referred to earlier. The the pictures that I posted were just, you know, personal pictures of my my own stuff and, and my buddy's stuff. And then uh, out of nowhere, I, start, I started getting a bunch of DMs wow. with people sending me pictures of their stuff. And I'm like, huh, well, maybe let me just repost this. And then it's kind of <laughs> back to, to where they're going. And yeah, again, that's that's kind of where it all went. All yeah. organic. I've never paid for a penny of marketing. Wow. And but. But I'm so suppressed. If you ever heard the term uh, shadow band, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm probably like the most shadow band really uh, age ever. Only because I, I represent two two different things that I'm sure you know Facebook hates, right? Tobacco and firearms. <laughs> I would think tobacco is not that frowned upon. I mean, oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I am curious. Like I've heard of the term shadow band, but remember, I'm I don't I, I don't really like social media much at all. So I I've been curious about this what is it is it the picture of the firearm that's causing the problem or is it the two things together what do you think you think it's both yeah it's definitely both regardless uh, and and my page has been up for long enough time now that it doesn't matter what i post i could probably post a picture of a, a puppy and it won't get the the views that you know someone else would post that um, and, and specifically, like if you try to type in my name, cigars and guns in Instagram to look me up, typically you can just type in cigars and then it would, it would come up. And before it used to come up because, uh, cigars and guns is one of the bigger pages that is in the, the realm of that word. But now you have to type in my full name and then search for me in the list of other pages that refer to cigars. So let me, let me kind of, let me go into this a little bit because I mean we have a very small following for uh, for Instagram and Mike and I basically yeah. no I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, two of us I was listening to something the other day I wish I could remember who it was but he was a podcaster very famous very uh, he's been doing it since the very beginning in podcasting and one of the things he had said was he was like fuck Instagram he's like fuck Facebook he's like those people aren't listening to my podcast anyway they're there to look at pictures they're not there to listen to content they don't necessarily translate to my listeners. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of me that's almost like, why am I putting, why am I wasting my bandwidth, mental bandwidth that is, trying to build an Instagram page when at every turn, Facebook's trying to stop it? Like, why don't I put my focus into things that can't be suppressed so easily? Well, I'm going to be a little ignorant here. Adrian, is is your in, is it monetized? Is your Instagram monetized? I, I made it monetized only like, and, and I say that like if if a company reaches out excuse me, and, and says, hey, will you post this or help me market, you know, my product, you know, I'll give them a, a fee schedule and, and we'll monetize it that way. Okay. But other than that, no, n- nothing. Well, because uh, as Mike's question, like I would think that, <clears throat> you know, your thing is is visual, 
You know, you you want people to see cigars and firearms together where what you're talking about, Mike, is you want people to listen to the podcast. That's really what you want. Yeah, and I always make this kind of into a joke, but like, you know, where are people looking at, at Instagram? They're on the shitter at work because they're freaking miserable at their, yeah. their days going like shit, and they're on the shitter looking at pictures. They're not going to click over to my link to listen to my latest podcast. Now, maybe They don't have time. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, maybe there's a couple that are like, oh, I'll, I'll check this out later, but very few, right? Yeah. So- but on top of that, like I know people like yourself, Adrian, that have these big Instagram followings and I'm seeing left and right people going like, I'm sick of this. I'm being shadow banned or they're suppressing information or they're, or I've been warned several times or my page has been taken down. As someone who's just starting out, like if you already have a big following like yourself, I mean, you're not going to just abandon that, right? Is I'm just pissing in the wind, I feel like. like is, it <laughs> worth, is it worth me tr- even trying at this point or do I put my focuses in other places, you know? And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you have an opinion on that. Maybe you're not sure, but. Professional opinion, Adrian. Yeah, I definitely have an opinion on that. <clears throat> and I would say the more uh, places that you are, it gives you the that many that that much more visibility. Yeah, so, and that's that is why I do it, right? So that is the yeah. reason for sure. Yeah, Instagram. You know, I, I'm, I'm about you know fifty thousand. Uh, Facebook about fifty two thousand. Um, TikTok of all places twenty thousand there. So I'm, I'm name the 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 platform. I'm on it. Yeah, and, I saw your TikTok. There, there, some of them are pretty funny, actually. That that was more, it's one of your more entertaining uh, spots for sure. Um, that's, that's another one. I it's I I, I full out of Friday doesn't work on TikTok. They'll they, they stop me. I'll, really? I'll post a video and then they'll say it goes against their community gu- guidelines. Yeah. And the problem and they, is, is this isn't going away until we find someone who can create a equally popular uh you know forum that is open to free speech and not going to suppress you and when that comes out if that comes out that's a place where you could maybe explode and really use it to our advantage but as long as you have uh people who are just against what we're into it, it's yeah but, no, well i'm glad you yeah. do it and i don't yeah <laughs> yeah you don't know yeah. that but you don't know that this but yeah but uh you're taking over the page next week. Well, it's going to be a very very short post. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Adrian, I uh, you know, I I dig what you're doing, but uh where can people find you? Yeah, definitely yeah, Cigars and Guns on any platform that's out there. Uh we're there mainly Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, but um Twitter is kind of a small following there, but yeah, look us up cigarsandguns.com as well. And we'll host events and uh, share pictures. That's all in the show notes. People can find it there. Obviously, they can Google you if they want to. But we have a little tradition on the show that we call Run and Gun. And it is a 10-question rapid-fire game where we ask you a question. You give us the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you willing to play that with us today? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the person that says, no, I'm not willing. I know. I always (laughs) ask. All right. So here we go. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Um, sitting right next to me is a H and K VP nine SK. Cool. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Probably, um, a minigun. <laughs> if you could have, a, yeah. If you yeah. could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? I don't know. Jesus. I, I knew, I knew you were going to say that. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite caliber. Uh, Nine. Favorite hobby, not gun related? Smoking cigars. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Both. 
Is it better to be loved or feared? Feared. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Yes. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Jesus. Let's mix it up. That, was, that, that last one was a good one. Yeah, I, was I wasn't thinking that. He, he did. He, he pulled it together after the, after the first half. That was yeah, for sure. Definitely. Awesome. So today on Let's Mix It Up, uh, we are going to discuss Keith's first experience shooting three gun. And let me set the stage for this really quick. Yeah, please do. So uh, I forget exactly how it happened. I don't know if you just texted me or whatever, but Keith, I, Keith reaches out to me and he says, hey, do you want to go shoot three gun tomorrow? Uh, it was a freezing, frigid day out, and I was like, I'm not going. And it, it snowed. <laughs> yeah, Keith, Keith did go, and uh, this is something we've talked about on the show before. Uh, have you ever done it before, Adrian? Uh, no, not three gun. Okay, all right. So uh, it's something we've talked about before. You know, we think it's kind of cool. Keith, you had the opportunity, so... so. Well, yeah, I mean, you're forgetting one spot. I, I, I had to beg for a box of nine millimeter to shoot. <laughs> I wasn't going to embarrass you. <laughs> and uh, well, ammo is still still tough to get. But uh, yeah, Frank uh, had asked me a couple times. I forgot about it. Um, and if you don't remember the name of uh, Frank's uh, shop is Waco River Small Arms. And he said, listen, come out and shoot, shoot three gun with me. You know, and I was like, well, I, I don't really have a, a shotgun for three gun. I have an over under and, and a couple other, you know, shotguns that i mean i, I could use my it my grandfather's ithaca semi-automatic but <laughs> wouldn't know, be practical wouldn't be practical yeah. and <clears throat> i have a couple pistols but they're not really set up for that game right they're just concealed carry ones and i the only gun i have is a rifle i could have used with you know my uh, my ar with with that aim point but frank was like i ah, don't worry about it you can use all my stuff and when frank offers to allow you to use his equipment you pretty much jump all over the opportunity <laughs> to do so and uh, i appreciate very much frank if you're listening and i got there and um when they went over the course of fire which was um you got a, a, a it's you started off with a bonus throw of a tomahawk that's which cool. was really cool. Yeah, and then, I've done that by the way, and I'm horrible at it. I, well, I I had I did it twice. I, I ran the course twice. I missed the first time. I got it second time. And then there were six shots at two targets at 100 yards, four shots with a rifle, uh, four shots with a rifle at cardboard cutouts about 10 yards, 10 uh, gong knockdowns with a shotgun, 17 shots total for a shotgun or a pistol. They were broken down. Those 17 shots were broken down as 10 knockdown gongs, a five uh, pronged star yep. type thing. That like spins a Texas a, star. Texas star. Yeah. But I, I, they spin around when yep. you hit one off. And then two uh, shots at two silhouettes at about 20, 18 yards, something like that. And the other shots were 10. So, my mistake that I made on my first run was I started off with the long range stuff after I threw my tomahawk and missed and I got jammed up, uh, right? Not my equipment, sure. wasn't really comfortable with it. And, and can I stop you really quick? Yeah. One of the things that you and I had talked about was, you know, Keith was like, I, I just don't want to like shoot someone or do something yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I remember saying to you like, look, just go through and just like, just work the course and don't break the 180, right? Yep. Like as long yep. as you do that, you're not going to hurt anybody. There's nothing you could fuck up that bad. That and was, so it sounds like that's kind of what you did. That was all I was focused on. And even Frank, the same thing when I, you know, he said, just whatever you're going to start with, just focus 
and take your time. You're not you're not running a time here. You're just going to hit as everything you can as best you can and take your time doing so. Right. And I did, and I really I got jammed up, and I just tried. You know, it was cold, so I don't know if the equipment was everybody's equipment was kind of malfunctioning that first first couple rounds. I just couldn't just got through it, and I ended up timing out on the long range stuff. So kind of you know retreated hung out with the guys and a couple of the guys that we were talking with. Um, Frank's, uh, one of the guys that works at Frank's shop, the gunsmith, Charlie was there, another yeah. friend of ours back. They had suggested that maybe the next run, I start with the shotgun and pistol and get as many points as I can and then work towards the long range. And if I get jammed up in the long range, at least I got all the points up front. And right. I, I, I didn't even realize that I couldn't start anywhere. I just been kind of following other people's lead. Sure. And uh, the second the second run was really really good. I ended up do, finishing the second run in sixty six seconds. Now, and I hit everything. Frank is a a well accomplished shooter. He's a, he's a competitive yeah. competitive shooter. He's yeah, really good. You're going to ask me what his time? What is, was right? his time? Uh, I got to go back. It was like 42, 40, 42, 44, 44, 42, right? 44. I think it was forty four. Yeah, he and did end up taking the win. What was yours though? Sixty six. So uh, the reason I brought that up is, and you know, I'm going to pay you a compliment. Is for your first time, with all the nerves. It was cold out. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think there were probably about 12 or 15 guys there. I definitely ended up in the middle of the pack. And, you know, I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back. We've said it on the show a couple of times. I'm not, I'm a confident shooter. I don't, you know, I mean, I know I I don't, I don't have an issue with that. It was, I think more the equipment and I was intimidated by the equipment and I did ask Frank's permission, but I I felt like everyone might want to know what the equipment was. I was going to ask you what it was. Yep. So his shotgun is a Remington, an older Remington uh, Versa Max with a 10 round tube and a tricked out sight and just a whole bunch of other custom stuff on there. Like trigger, all that. And honestly, recoil was non-existent. I shot my 10 shots with my shotgun. I hit nine out of 10. Very cool. I missed the last one. I hit, went nine for nine and I missed the last one. And then I picked up the pistol and it was, his is an STI 2011, nine millimeter. Staccato, right? Staccato. He's had it for like 10 years right. and it had these, I, I, I think there were custom mags that were like weighted at the bottom to drop out. You know, they, okay. they were, but they were, it was, everything was comfortable and it had unusually tall sights. Like I felt suppressor height sites. I think they are suppressor height sites. I think that's what he had said they were. And he kind of was joking with me that, you know, he's like, I was using those before they were cool to use, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I hit, I hit really well with that too. I missed my first couple shots because I hadn't even shot that gun ever before. And I missed my first two on that fifth star, my Texas star. That's what I finished up with. And then I nailed everything from there. And then I moved to his rifle, which is a battle arms, uh, again, all tricked out. I mean, really ridiculously sick gun. The optic was... It's an AR, right? This was an AR. The optic is a loophole uh, Mark 6, uh, 1x6, but it has that... What did you call it? It's an LPVO. Yeah, yeah. Low power variable optic. Yeah, which you just swipe. Yep. And that made it made it super, super easy. I'm so. laughing right now inside because we're talking about all this stuff and Adrian's over there like, I'm from Texas. That's normal shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is not normal for, for a FUD like me. Um, <laughs> but I had a blast doing it and I was disappointed that you couldn't come with me. Uh, yeah, but, I will do it again. Warmer weather. I don't like the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll definitely got to do it again. And uh, again, thank you, Frank, for letting me use your equipment. And uh, it was it was a blast. I definitely want to do it. So before we jump into the next segment on the show, um, Adrian, you said you'd never done it before. Is there have you never had the opportunity? Is it not something you're into? What's I I just never had the opportunity and never made the time for it. There's quite a few of my buddies that are into it. Uh, It looks super fun. But yeah, I just never really got down to it. 
The only other thing we got to make sure we do, Mike, is we got to make sure we tell uh, Taylor about this because I know I, I want her to know that I, I tried it out. She She'd she, she kind of challenged us to do it. She'd be proud of you for sure. I'm glad you did it because I'm glad one of us did it and it just was you. You did it first and I'm really glad that you did. Well, I think it's time for the boys to sit around and shoot the shit. All right. So on this episode of Shooting the Shit, we have uh, have to discuss the perfect pairings of the ATF, alcohol, tobacco, <laughs> and firearms. So, uh, Adrian, I appreciate you kind of indulging us and, and letting us talk about that. You know, Keith has, uh, like I said, it's the first time one of us has done that. So I wanted to get that on the air. But now we're sort of in your wheelhouse a little bit. So awesome. I want to pair one alcohol. And when I say alcohol, not a type of alcohol, but an actual brand, then one tobacco and one firearm. So, so you, want, you want specifics? You want me to go first? Well, no, I just, I want to clarify. You can go first because yep. I'll take the time. Yep. You want specifics? Yes. So and, a, a name of a, like, not, don't say whiskey. Tell me what whiskey. Okay. And, and can they be like wish list items or do they have to be something that they I can possess? Be whatever you want. Okay. You want to tell me a minigun? Tell me a minigun, whatever you want. All right. So what I think the optimum alco- ATF is. $20,000 shotguns are welcome. Okay. I know, I know where you're going. I know where your headspace don't, is at. Don't do it. You already right. gave it away. <laughs> All right. I will go first. So I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, I like whiskey and I have a bottle right here in front of us. <laughs> I like Gentleman Jack. So Gentleman Jack to me, I've had other stuff. I just, I always Jack is not a gentleman. This one is. <laughs> this one is. Have you had it, Adrian? Yeah. It's, it's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, really I use it more as a, as a mix, uh, as a mixer, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. So there's my alcohol, my tobacco. I'm not really a smoker, uh, truthfully, but uh, I love, I dig pipes. I love the smell of a pipe. I think they're just retro, cool. You're just trying to be like me. I do. I do want to be a little bit like you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go with, uh, because you introduced me to it a little bit like a cherry blend. I like the smell of that. bitch. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We, we We hang out a lot. And my firearm, I guarantee won't match you, Keith. I uh, just got my first SIG. And I just, I, I lately, I've been like, I really just like SIGs. Like I, I've been, yeah. you know, geeking out on them. And in particular, uh, I really like the Agency Arms SIG P320. I have to see this. Um, it's, I really like it. I'll look it up when you're doing okay. yours. But I mean, like, it just looks really cool. And I'm into polymers and, you know, like the black multicam. I like all the cool kid shit. Sounds dirty when you say you're into polymers. I'm into polymers, <laughs> man. Dirt, I'm down and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> all right is adrian going next adrian you want to go next i feel like you're going to smoke this you're gonna do great with it yeah no no i mean i'm a, I'm a it can be a simple guy but let me let me see if you can hear this oh there it is <laughs> i heard it do y'all recognize that no, no it sounds like a glass that you're hitting okay so that is uh a tequila called a uh, classe azul I have a oh. bo- I have a bottle sitting next to me actually. Um, nice. It is the smoothest tequila I've ever had by far. Right? Yeah. Yes. You have the reposado, the blue and white bottle. That is That's the one. The- yep. And yep. it is so smooth. Yeah. So the one I just rang, and again, um, this deserves some video, but I have the añejo sitting here, so it's a little bit different uh, bottle, uh, different coloring and stuff, but it's yeah, super premium. Love it. But um, pairing that with the uh, it's the the brand is called Atabe, so Atabe cigars uh, distributed by United Cigar Company. It's it's such a wonderful cigar that it honestly pairs almost well with just about anything, but with Glass Azul even better. 
And then the firearm would be the HNK VP9. Nice. Right. Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, uh, I, I have a really good deal. My father loves to just buy me alcohol. Yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> good thing. Yeah, no, I'll say like, oh, you should, like, this is really good, Pop. And like, we were at a bar one time. I'm like, this, this uh, Classy Azul is like really smooth tequila. And he's like, all right, let's do, let's do a shot of it. So like, we did a shot of it. And, and I say shot, it was like a, a small glass that we sipped, but you know. Yeah. And he's like, that's really good. And like a week later, there was just like a bottle on my doorstep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, all right. Mine is, uh, my alcohol is Sailor Jerry's rum with a cherry Coke and Virginia gold cherry pipe tobacco, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I smoke a pipe more than I smoke a cigar, Adrian. Um, sure. It's uh, I, I grew up around it. My, my uh, so, uh, two close family members uh, of mine have, have always smoked a pipe and uh, it, the smell is just, I don't know, it just gets me. So, and of course, my buddies from Nighthawk Customs have got me hooked on oh, Cosme shit. shotguns and yeah. Cosme shotgun that pipe tobacco and Sailor Jerry's rum would be ideal. Look at this, Keith. Here's the agency arms. Yeah, this thing is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I like. I what mean, are the, let me see those sights. What do they look like? So it's uh that's weird. Oh, because it has a it has a comp on the front. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I I think they're just really cool looking. You know. Yeah. I had to go stuff too because I wasn't familiar with the gun. But is it all black? Uh, the agency arms. This one's a mul- yeah. black multicam. Yeah, the, the slide is a multicam. But they put like an angled compensator on the front. It's all stippled out. Okay. I mean, it's oh, just you know, okay. Yeah, it's Ooh, that's nice. It's really yeah. cool looking. Very, very, very cool looking for sure. So listen, uh, I want to thank you, Adrian, for coming on the show and and talking to us about uh, you know all the content that you create and everything you're doing in the gun industry. That we say it all the time. You know. We all need to do our part. We need to grow the Second Amendment. We've touched on it so many times about sort of, you know, making the, the Second Amendment cool. I think when you combine cool stuff, uh, you're helping to create that new image of gun ownership that we believe so strongly in. And uh, if you're out there, be sure to check out his website and all the social media. To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media, so be sure to follow us on Instagram facebook and twitter so we can keep the conversation going adrian thank you so much i really appreciate you being on the show with us thank you guys thank you mike thank you big keith y'all have a good night appreciate it too thank you take care